1901, a woman by the name of Annie Taylor climbed into a barrel so that she could ride that barrel over Niagara Falls, the first person to do so. The reason for her crazy endeavor? She was struggling to make ends meet, and she was hoping for fame and financial security. It's Ryan from United Faith Mortgage, a faith and family mortgage team that tries to improve your financial outlook without having to ship you over a 170-foot waterfall. Our mortgage team happens to be an arm of a bigger company who is a direct lender, which means our company gets to use its own money and make its own decisions within its own walls. There's no middleman. This advantage often allows us to get you a better rate, which can save you monthly and lifelong money through a refinance, or help you with a cash-out refinance, cashing out some of your home's equity to use for life. We are United Faith Mortgage. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25 Melville Park Road, Melville, New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For all licensing information, go to nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Corporate NMLS number 1330. Equal housing lender. Not licensed in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, North Dakota, South Dakota, and Utah. Good morning. You're listening to Mornings with Tom and Tabby. And we have the privilege of speaking with Ruth McKinney. She's a former assistant attorney general for the state of Virginia and assistant Commonwealth's attorney. Ruth and her husband, Bob, are now raising their five children on their restored historic farm in Berwyn, Pennsylvania. And Hillside Farm was featured in the books Stone Houses and Theology of Home and has been exhibited in multiple home tours. They flipped many historic homes over the last two decades and joyfully lived in each one of them. They have company more often than not in a given year, and they love hospitality, and that's what we're going to talk about this morning. So, Ruth, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, thank you for having me. It's an honor. Well, I'm just going to dive right in here because you are living my best life right now. My (laughs) wife and I are doing something similar as far as kind of transitioning our lifestyle. And uh, just give us some background. How did you kind of make that change from attorney to living on a farm with your family? Oh, it was born out of necessity, actually. Um, My husband was offered a job with his family business up in Pennsylvania. So literally a few months after getting married, we moved up to Pennsylvania and I waved into the barn, but I mean, into the bar, but we immediately found out I was pregnant and we knew I wanted to stay home at that point. So my husband and I took what money we had and went and visited a realtor in the area we wanted to live in. And we, she asked us what we could afford and we told her and she burst out laughing and she said, you can't live here. (laughs) Um, which I would recommend to any realtor that not be the direction you go. So she called us back two weeks later and said, are you afraid of work? She took us to a 150-year-old little small home, sliding off the foundation and said, this is what you can afford. I had one newborn and I burst into tears and said, there's no way. My husband said, let's go to Home Depot. So it started there. Uh, At that point, we lived in there 18 months and we realized we had a knack for what we did. So we sold it for double and started over. And we moved every 18 months to two years. All five of our children were born in different homes. And that's how it started. Oh, my goodness. This sounds so exciting. Yeah, I know. Okay. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh-huh. Yes. Tom loves farm life. And I do, too, a little bit. But but they mm-hmm. have, like, almost a half farm where they are. But um, not that okay. much acreage. But I love houses and uh, figuring out how to fix them up. I want to learn more about that. But you guys use these skills that God has given you. You've been flipping houses and moving around, but you've been creating home. You've been creating something you can invite people into. 
Yes, which is very different than the four walls, right? Mm-hmm. Someone once asked me, why do you hang curtains every time? You know you're going to move. Why do you even unpack your boxes? And the importance of home and creating that for my children in the midst of chaos was very important. I grew up in a home where, you know, my father had grown up on, his father was an evangelist. So they grew up all over the world. Mm. And when we lived with them, I mean, amazing people came through their homes from Corey Ten Boom. I mean, everybody. And so that was formative for me because it wasn't just a blessing for my siblings and myself, but I know we were a blessing to those who were visiting. So I wanted a home that was open to people, which is hard when you have, you know, nail guns and chainsaws everywhere. And <laughs> yeah. you know, you're we're literally living Whoever, you know, we would have no kitchen, so whoever took a shower would have to wash the dishes. So it was my job, I felt, to create that space for the family. So that's kind of how it started. And then the idea of the book, which is what I wrote, Hungry for Home, was born out of a time when my oldest was leaving for college. And I felt the earth shifting under my feet. And uh, my uncle had a challenge for me at that point, which I can go into later. But... It's been a process, that's for sure. Wow. Yeah, it sounds like a process. You're hearing the voice of Ruth McKinney just sharing her life. And we're talking about building a home. And, you know, Scripture kind of talks about the spirit of hospitality, which is different than inviting people into your beautiful home. It seems like you're creating this atmosphere that welcomes people in regardless of how it looks. But I have a feeling you focused a little bit on, you know, creating a welcoming space. What did that look like as you were transitioning from home to home to home? Well, it, it, I think it started not being afraid of mess. Um, you know, my mom once told me, Ruth, it's not about perfection or performance. It's about loving people well. And once you get that through your head that it doesn't have to look beautiful, it, you have to create an atmosphere where people are heard and where people feel welcomed. And once you know that, it changes the way you're, it changes your willingness to have people in, in your mess. (laughs) I once had a bunch of people in, in one of my homes that at the time looked perfect. And she opened up one of my drawers and it was very messy. And she said, okay, now I feel comfortable. (laughs) And, you know, I took that really to heart because you, you know, part of it is your own vulnerability and that plays out in your home. But it, it really is, you know, I have these in my cookbook, it's, they're called Ruth's Barely Baked Cookies. But there, I have hundreds of those dough balls in my freezer because anytime someone walks through that door, cookies are going. Mm. Um, you know, the guest room is always prepared in a way that, that is tailored to whoever's visiting. So it's just creating that sense of wanting to love people well. You know, I was interviewed for a magazine once and they said, what do you say to all the people who think you have the perfect home? And that makes me incredibly sad because my desire is and always has been to create a safe place to not be perfect in. And that goes for my children as well as others. And this is my personal opinion. I think we live in a fractured nation and I think our homes are fractured. And I don't care what economic background you come from, religious background, economic background. This is a universal desire is home. And ultimately, I think the home we're yearning for is heaven. But I think as homemakers, you know, we can give people a glimpse of that here. So I have talked to people 
from everywhere. I mean, who just weep over this topic. And so that's been my heart is how do you help heal that? You know, my heart cry is for family culture and how to be intentional in creating family culture because every family has it, whether you've been intentional about it. So how do you be intentional about it? And part of that for us and our mission statement has been to create a place for others. So that's kind of where it started. We have two words. It's bless and together. Um, And then our third is others. But um, you have to be very intentional about it or it doesn't happen. Life gets very busy. I mean, I have five kids. They're five athletes. And it is on the go all the time. So how do you slow that down to focus on other people through hospitality? That's been my focus. Mm, This is so important. Thank you so much for sharing Mm -hmm. your vision of uh, home life for us. And we've been talking with Ruth McKinney, former assistant attorney general for the state of Virginia and assistant Commonwealth attorney, but now mama five homemaker flipper mm-hmm. of houses <laughs> along with her mm-hmm. husband, Bob. So Ruth, let me just ask you a quick question. You alluded to this a little while ago, but that you've written a story, kind of a chronicle of where you were, where you've been shifting from home to home to home, but your oldest was heading off to college. You felt like the foundation was slipping out from under you, but as you're doing that, how, tell us the story behind the story. What was going on in your life then, and how has that moved you closer towards home? Oh, my goodness. I actually love this part of the story because God gets the glory. Um, you know, I, I think women in particular who have transitioned from working outside of the home to being in the home go through these time periods of identity crisis. And I went through that when I shifted from being a, a trial attorney to flipping homes. But I began to go through it again when my oldest was going to college, just wondering, who am I going to be when this is done, when my kids are gone? And my uncle was visiting, and he pulled me into my living room, and he said, sit on the couch with me, Ruth. He said, I have a question for you. And I said, okay. He said, what are you 100% depending on the Lord for right now? And I said, besides raising the kids? He said, yes. I said, nothing. And he said, that's what's concerning me. He said, you and Bob have become so good at what you do. You can do it in your own strength. And I have a challenge for you. And I said, okay. And he knew me pretty well. He knew me well enough to say I have a challenge. So he said, I challenge you to pray for the Lord to give you a vision beyond your resources, beyond your financial means, your personal capital, and your education, so that you get to watch God work and he get the glory. So I began to pray that every day. And at the same time, I'm also on the board of something called Women Doing Well, which also has to do with what's your purpose, plan, and passion. And I had gone to that and really felt like I didn't know anymore. And Lord, what is that in combination of praying? Lord, give me a vision beyond my resources. And I went to a conference a few months later, months later, and I met a woman who invited me to her home over in London. And she and another woman said, you know, we think you're supposed to write a book. And I said, I can't write a book. I have nothing to say. And they really challenged me. And there were some miracles that happened over the next month that I knew God was speaking very directly to writing the book. But I didn't know how to do it or or how to make that happen. And I am telling you, the, the story is much longer than this conversation that we're having today. But he made it very clear that he was going to open the doors that I could not open. Mm. 
so that I could not get the glory that he would. And so that's been the the entire journey. Um, it's much longer than what I've shared, but the book itself, as I said earlier, it has to do with family culture. And we take our farm over the course of a year, and it's filled with photos and family traditions, family recipes, decorating, gardening, and entertaining. And how do you use each one of those things to intentionally create home and family? So that's the story of the book, and it has definitely been a, a love letter.